it's obvious that when these two team up, the result is magical. This week in tennis. And we brought this dynamic duo together once again. Welcome to This Week in Tennis. Welcome to This Week in Tennis. My name is Phil Nasons. My co-host is Craig Doyle, and we are here to make you cash with Flash. We are found daily at CSN Sports Radio. We're also at Win Daily Sports. We're everywhere, and you should find us. We give away picks. That's what we do on This Week in Tennis, and currently for this season, we are 148 and 67. That means if you played 100 bucks per wager, and that's a standard bet per game, you'd be up around 7500 bucks for free. You're not going to beat that with a stick. And the main reason we're up so much is my co-host. Please welcome the man with the cash himself, Mr. Craig Doyle. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm you know enjoying a bit of that rare British sunshine. We're coming into the summer here. It's not raining for a change. It's perfect tennis weather. It's not too warm. There's no wind. Uh, and it's just in time for Roland Garros, which I believe is the main menu item for today. Well, it certainly is. And you know what? We have a habit of doing picks in, without a draw. <laughs> you know, we have to draw in front of us for the French Open. But we have some business to take care of first. Naomi Osaka. She's made big news this week, Craig. She has decided to forego any interviews with the tennis press, post-match, pre-match, whatever. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. Um, well, this is a complex situation, isn't it? Because you've got arguably the superstar player on the women's side, if you take Serena Williams out of the equation, the future, perhaps, star name of women's tennis, um, one of the biggest assets, one of the biggest brand names, um, she attracts around about $50 million in sponsorship a year. And she's suddenly decided that um, the mandatory press conferences, which are the vehicle that tennis tournaments use to promote themselves, to promote the players, to promote the game globally to a, a huge audience, um, to show off the personality of the players and um, really just attract people to the sport. Um, they're not mandatory for her anymore. She'll just take a fine and dodge them. So we're now in the, the category of setting the dangerous precedent that um, if you can afford to do that, you can just decide you're not going to do the press conference. So you'll uh, be in the position where it's okay for you to take from the sport of tennis, you to build up your profile, become a superstar. But when it comes to giving back to the sport, to promoting the sport and helping others to achieve the financial success and popularity that you have, you no longer have to give back is, is the position that I'm seeing. Um, and I know Osaka citing the mental health difficulties that she encounters with the press conferences. She's never liked the press conferences. Um, other players have found the press conferences difficult at times because they don't want to speak after they've been beaten. Hey, none of us want to speak after we've been beaten, but it's a, uh, it's an obligation that's been there for a long time. And Osaka's now decided that she's got the financial muscle that she's just going to come in and change how things are. But it's not that simple. It never is. 
because these press conferences are the reason that the journalists are still on the tour. Without these press conferences, without the quotes from the players to take back to their publications to, to put out the news stories, why would we have tennis journalists? We could just have any internet blogger doing that. You know, any Daniel Barrow out there can, can just talk <laughs> about tennis. Oh, I haven't heard that name it's, in a long time. Um, <laughs> it, 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 but it's true, you it's know, true, anyone right. with a blog, Anyone with a blog, anyone on Twitter can report the same as a journalist if the journalists no longer have access to ask the tough questions and you no longer have that free press there to to get the information that we need to, to continue to promote the sport. It's, uh, it's it's not a good situation. The fact that she's just going to take the, um, the fine as opposed to turn up to the press conference is even worse because it now gives her a somewhat of an advantage over the other players because she can afford to do that. So we, we now suggest that the equality in the tennis comes down to the fact that if you've got the financial wealth to not want to do something, you can buy your way out of it. It's, uh, it's not a good place to be in. Um, fortunately, we are not seeing other players backing Osaka's position. Ashley Barty, the number one player on the women's tour, has come out and said that She's no problem with the interviews and the, the, the press after matches. It's uh, an obligation that's part of tennis, um, which, you know, it begs a question about Naomi Osaka and her, her state of health. If Naomi Osaka's mental health has gotten to the stage where there's a, a level of fragility, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, that she can't answer questions to the press, then is a career in professional tennis where she's on the global stage in front of TV cameras, in front of fans, playing a one-on-one -on -one sport, which I think most people would argue is mentally the toughest sport in the world to play. Is she in the right place? Is this career right for somebody who is having these mental health battles? I mean, I don't know the state that she's in, in terms of how her mental health is, but I would suggest that maybe she's not in the right career. Um, it, it's it's a difficult one to answer, but um, I think the end result of this could be that we're not going to see Osaka over the long term if there are difficulties there. I think between the stance of the ATP, the WTA, the ITF, the tournaments, and the obligations to do the press and, and her negativity towards doing it i think that it could be a relatively short career for her whether it's through backing down herself and, and, and leaving the tennis world or through the fact that the tournaments might just turn around and say you know what if you don't want to fulfill the obligations that everyone else is then i'm sorry you can't play here um it, it could get very very interesting very very quickly i i know Having read some more into this morning, that she's issued an email now that she's sent to the um, tournament officials at the French Open saying it's not personal, it's nothing against the media, but uh, this is how I feel. Um, but uh, it, it looked a little watery to me. The timing of this is, is very deliberate. You know, if she wasn't going to speak to the press, why didn't she announce this two months ago when she wasn't playing major tournaments? Why wait until the week of the French Open? Um, it's it's a move on her part, and it's I think it's going to be a regrettable one. And as I say, Ash Barty's not on board. Novak Djokovic is certainly not on board. He's come out against it. 
Uh, I can't really see her getting much backing from many of the other big names, particularly on the men's side, Nadal, Federer. You know, these guys have done press conferences for years. I think they're not going to be able to relate to her situation. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what backing she gets. But I, I, I think she's just going to start accumulating fines. Um, she's going to start losing a little bit of that profile that she's got. Um, I think she's going to have to be careful that she doesn't get alienated from her sponsors. I, I saw that some of her sponsors have come out and they had backed her somewhat, but not fully. Um, particularly one brand that said that, you know, looking after mental health, of course, is very important for everybody. But they, um, these are the actions of the player. It's not actions that they were endorsing. So, you know, for someone who's raking in $50 million a year on, on sponsorships, she's going to have to be relatively careful. She doesn't lose sponsors, um, particularly if her profile starts to drop. And I don't just mean in terms of her performances, but if her, um, you know, she's not turning up to the, the press conference wearing the, the equipment of her uh, sponsor or, or whatever, you know, they're probably not going to see as much value in her. So it's, it's going to be interesting where things go for her. Um, but for me, the tennis world is not going to change overnight. Not at Roland Garros, not at Wimbledon. Hey, maybe you tell me, do you think the US Open is going to back her and, and say to her, it's fine, just don't come to the press conferences? Oh, you never know. We've seen so many changes based on some of these things. Now, I don't know her personally. I know a couple of people. I know someone who's actually doing a documentary about her. But at the end of the day, she has the loot to do it. You know, she is the highest. Last year, she's the she grossed more money, Craig, than any other female athlete worldwide. Now, how do we know about her through the media? How do we know little things about her? You know, she didn't have any problem on her way up talking with the media, discussing things, talking about her activism and whatever. And I think that has a lot to do with this decision because people are getting tired of hearing about all these things. You know, ratings are gone down because of these things. And if I were a sponsor, I would be concerned because that's how they make money. You know, it's easy to pay her a million bucks a year to wear a long jeans watch or whatever than it would be to buy a 30-second commercial. Her press conferences matter to those people. And I get the fact that she doesn't like it when they ask her about her boyfriend and whatever, but the flip side is, is she throws all that in your face. You know, if you follow her on Instagram or whatever, she's doing all kinds of things like that, taking pictures with her boyfriend, taking pictures of pink hair. That's what a media person's going to ask. Why did you do that? Why did you color your hair pink? They're going to ask those questions. That's their job. And your job is to answer them. You know, you don't get to have your cake and eat it too at the professional level. You don't get to, to choose to be a public, famous, wealthy athlete and then get to ask to be not interviewed or questioned about anything. You don't get that. And that's the problem with that generation is they want their cake and they want to eat it too. And, and I get the fact that she doesn't like these conferences. Nobody does. Okay, nobody wants to come in to the press room after losing a heartbreaker. And the first question they're asked is, why do you think you lost? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear that stuff. And, and on the flip side, 
nobody wants to go in there and talk about their wins either because a lot of tennis players, including me, are very superstitious about such things. So nobody likes them, but they still do them. And the reason they do them is because those interviews pay them money. This is how they make money. This is how they grow the tour. This is how they grow their fan bases that way. Not because she's a great tennis player, but because of the person that she is too. If you remember John McEnroe, everybody wanted to know about John McEnroe. You think he liked doing press conferences? He had no choice. He had to go do cocktail parties too and all kinds of things because they were growing the tour for the likes of these folks like Naomi Osaka and the guys you mentioned previously. So it's a catch-22. And like you said, if they don't do these things and the press gets basically there's no reason for the press to be there you're going to get the master bottles of the world to blog about it i mean that's just what it is and that's not correct okay that's taking money out of other people's mouths too like reporters you know they get paid very good money to cover a major and it's also an honor to cover a major you know how hard it is to get a press pass for a major it's not easy to do it's not easy to get a media pass anywhere. And, and these are the elite. And if you don't like what they're saying or what they're asking, you can just say next question. You know, you can be a little bit rude, whatever. That that might even grow your fan base. But to dodge it completely, it gives off the appearance that they have something to hide. It gives off the appearance that they're all about me. And, and I don't want to get into the whole thing about how long her career is going to last. If she's cl- clipping down 55 million bucks a year, it won't have to last long, Craig. $55 million a year. Okay, take away her agent fees and all the other things and the taxes and coaching percentages and all that stuff. You're still getting about $28 million bucks a year. And, and if your gripe is that you can't do a press conference, and that's kind of a trivial gripe to me. And I'm not making light of mental illness or any of those things, but being mentally fit and dealing with adversity is what tennis teaches us. And apparently she hasn't gotten to that point yet. And that is what it is. But I wish her luck. You know, I know she's sensitive and she has some issues and that's fine. And and no one should pester her about them. But again, on the flip side, wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it help somebody out there in the long run by talking about those things? And who are you going to talk to? Reporters who have big media platforms who can get your story out to the masses. And maybe she hasn't thought this one completely through yet, Craig. I don't know. But uh, when, when we did that show called the, the Osaka Rules, do you remember that months ago? How she has her own set of rules. She, she skipped the Roland Garros last year after winning the French, or after winning the U.S. Open. And people wanted to ask her about that, too, and she wasn't having it. So it is what it is. She's calling the shots now. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the tennis world does about it and the governing bodies do about this. Because fine, she can pay them till she's blue in the face. But when it starts happening with Coco Golf and players like that, you're going to have big trouble. And that's not going to be good because you, you know what you're going to get? Angry reporters who don't have a story, who have to come up with something to feed their families, and they're going to do it. And the flip side of that is you're not going to like it very much. You think they're intrusive now, wait until they can't get a story and they have to kind of piece one together, Craig. And that won't be good. But good luck to her. And the rest of the ladies, let's get on with this picks. We got 128 picks to make, Craig. I think 128. We got some qualifying matches that have not finished yet, so we're going to leave those matches alone. Ashley Barty, she's probably 
the top favorite alongside of, uh, I guess, Iga Svietek. Ashley Barty, minus 850. What do you think? She Is she going to take out this girl, Bermuda Para or Bernarda, Bernarda Para? Yes, she is, and she's probably going to be here second week, so we're not really going to have too many concerns about Ashley Barty at this time. No, I don't think so at all. Now, we have another match. Now, these are all first-round matches, folks, and we're using betnow.eu as our guide for the lines because not all the websites have the lines up. Magda Lynette against Chloe Paquette. Lynette is a minus 535 favorite. Paquette is a plus 420 dog. Who do you like here? Um, you also have to, to note there that Paquette is a uh, is in here on a wild card as right. well, which, you know, you know, first time at the big dance sort of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not not going to be back in a wild card in the first round at this tournament. Um, not unless it's someone who's... Uh, you know, maybe been out for a while and, and, and has, has got a bit of pedigree, I, I think I'm going to stay safe and stay with Lynette. Yeah, well, now, those kind of wagers we're probably not going to make anyway. But for the sake of the show, we're going to make picks, and it's up to you to play them or not. You can either listen, listen to the show and get all of them free, or I'll have the PDF file up in a, probably by the end of the day Friday where you can purchase our picks for the first round for nine ninety nine. Now, this one's a good one, Craig. This one, we might... Uh, I think it's going to be a moneymaker here. Yulia Putinetseva is a plus 150 dog. Anz Jabur is a minus 170 favorite. I like underdogs, Craig. What about you? Wow. Um, this is the first of like a number of really sticky uh, yes. looking yes. Um, ties that we've got in this first round. You know, you get one of those players that... Prudentseva uh, has been. Uh, she's she's a top fifty player. Um, she's she's been very very good uh, to me in the past. Um, I, I don't think clay is is always her thing. I mean, I, I saw her a few weeks ago playing against um, Coco Gauff in um, uh, Rome. And she she just lost out in three sets to Galf, who who had that really good run at that tournament. Um, I think I'm going to go for Jabur here, just to edge it. But this is going to go three sets for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I like Jabur in this one. I've always done well with her, and I think I'm going to keep riding that train. However, if Putinetseva does win, that won't be a surprise because she has played well on the clay. That's important, but I think Jabura, we're going to have to take the experience here. That's not a bad price for her. Now, this next one here, Craig, this is going to be good. Quang Wang, minus 365. Sui Hezaya, a plus 305, Craig. I got to tell you, this might be an upset here. Well, which one's the upset? I mean, you you know, you'd say that Wang's rated higher and you you got to – better bet on, on Wang, but she's in good form. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been playing some really good stuff on the clay the last few weeks. I, I can't see past Wang here. I mean, I like um, the other girl. I really, really do. But uh, no, not here. I like Wang here. I, I think Wang's form has just been incredible. I would be surprised if she gets taken out here in the first round. See, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to stay with you on this one. I like the way Wang's playing. 
during this clay court season. But I, I always, how do I put this? I have a, a, a crush on Hazaya because she's made me some real cash over the last year and a half. So I'm going to go with Wang too. But again, that's a tough one there for me anyway. And now it even gets more fun. Now this shouldn't even be a first round match in a Grand Slam. But Anastas- Anastasia Sevastova is a minus 105 fa- or underdog. And Jennifer Brady is a minus 115 favorite in this one. And I'm a I'm a Sevastova guy. I don't think Jennifer Brady's a clay court player. No, neither do I. And I think Sevastova's another one of those ones. She's in the top 50, and she's there for a reason. Um, I have to say, like, even though Brady's highly seeded here, uh, I'm not going to be backing the American. I'm not going to be backing many Americans on the clay, and then no. certainly not going to be Brady. Not a bit. Now we've got another... I'm going to tell you, folks, this is going to be the toughest first round of a Grand Slam we've ever had. I, I looked at it last night, and that's the first thing I thought. Carolina Pliskova is a minus 115 favorite, and Donna Vecic is a minus 105 dog. This is a tough one. I don't like the way Pliskova's been playing at all, but what are we going to do here? I, I kind of like Pliskova in this match, though. Yeah, she's not uh, had great form this year for me. Um, I've I've seen her do better. Um, and again, like the surface for me, maybe not her favorite, but um, yeah, Vickage is another one. Like she's, I think she's even inside the top forty, and maybe she's, so, she's yeah. still young. Yep. Um, good player. She she's uh, she actually lost out. Um, in fact, she's not played on clay at all, which is interesting. I, I could possibly see, you know, you, you've got to look at it and say she's not played any competitive tennis since the Australian Open. Do we think that she's going to come here and, and hit the ground running? Nah, not really. Not against that opponent on that draw. If she had gotten a, a non-seeded opponent, I would have felt more confident. But um, no, i got to go with Pliskova here. I have to, too. And, and that that's another great point. Vecic has been off a long time. I mean, this COVID is still a mess for a lot of people traveling-wise or whatever. Like, Pliskova has a great opportunity here, and I think she's going to make the most of it because she's had some issues. You know, people have been kind of thinking that she's just a a fluke, and maybe she is, but I think she's going to beat Vecic. Now, this is a weird one here. You said you're not going to back too many Americans. We've got Carla Suarez Navarro as a plus 700 dog. Sloane Stevens is a minus eleven hundred favorite. Is Sloane Stevens an American you're going to back in this event? Oh um, no! Yeah, <laughs> maybe this round. Um, uh, it depends which Sloane Stevens turns up. Has anyone gone down to check which ones arrived at Roland Garros? You know, does she look interested? I didn't um, see any parades, so I'm assuming that the diva did not show up. Right, so she might she might play a little <laughs> bit. Um, I, I, she's frustrating, you know. Like there's, there's times when I, I backed Arani the other week against Stevens, and Stevens, a you know, destroyed her in. I think it was like three love. Um, but there's other times when I look at Stevens and I think, all right, we're we're well in here. She's going to win, and then she just doesn't perform. Um, I, I'm going to take Stevens. I'm going to gamble, and I'm going to take Stevens. Yeah, you know what? I'm with you, but again, don't be shocked if she loses. Anyway, here's the story. 
An 1100 favorite is not someone we're going to bet on, but we do this show. We make all the picks. It's up to you to do. I personally had enough of slow Stevens, man. And this Navarro kid is not bad, so whatever. I, you know what? She should win. That is the thing that's most likely to happen. However, don't be surprised if the $700 dog wins for you. Now, this one should be interesting. Andrea Petkovic is a plus 490 dog, and Carolina Mucheva is a minus 680 favorite. And and I, I'm a Mucheva fan, as you know, so I think that's who I'm going to take, Mucheva here. Yeah, I'm coming with you on this one. Um, Petkovic, she had a little run about, you know, 10 years ago when she was, uh, you know, up, up in the top 10 and she got a couple of injuries and she's never been the same player since. So I just don't see her doing anything at all. And, and nor do I, nor do I. But we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, Mucheva is probably a decent bet. I'm not touching it at that price. But again, it's up to you. We leave it up in your hands. We just tell you who we think is going to win. Ekaterina Alexandrova is a minus 715 favorite. And Venus Williams is a plus 508 dog. And I got to sentimental speaking, I want to see Venus go deep in this tournament. You know, I love that kid. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be this one because Alexandrova is not a bad player. Um, no, Venus, not on this surface. Um, I think she might, if anywhere, do something at Wimbledon, but, um, not, not here and not against, uh, Alexandrova, um, too good on this surface, I think for, for Venus at this stage of her, um, career. Yeah. But you know what? If it's dry out there and hot and she gets her serve going, she might have a shot, but if it's wet and crappy and the clay is mush, and the balls are heavy. I don't see it happening. Now, this one here, we got the other Pliskova sister. She's taking on Barbara Krejcikova. Krejcikova is a nine, minus 900 favorite. Christina Pliskova is a plus 600 dog. Who do you like in this one, Craig? Yeah, I'll be on uh, Krejcikova. Definitely. She's uh, She's got a pretty good upside. Um, she had a big win over um, Sofia Kennan in, in Rome. Um, she she actually gave um, Eva Sviatek a, a really good game in Rome. They they went three sets where uh, she was just edged out towards the end of the third set. Um, I, I just saw enough in um, Krejcikova to think, yeah, I think like definitely over the the weaker of the two Pliskova sisters, it's it's very very solid option. I think so too. I'm going to go with Krejcikova also. Pliskova, she's got a big serve. But I don't think that's going to make a big difference on the dirt. Now, Ann Lee is a minus 185 favorite, and she's taking on Margarita Gasparan, who is a plus 160 dog. I think it has to be Ann Lee, right? Uh, yeah, I think it does, actually. I think it's uh, that's probably the smart bet here. And why not? Yeah, I like it. Why not? I mean, I would play that at minus 185. I, I'm not much of a minus 200 and above guy. But this is the match coming up that we can make some cash with Flash on because Sophia Kennan is a one plus 155 dog. She's taking on Jelena Ostapenko, who is a minus 175 favorite. And I have this feeling, now Kennan has fired her father. I don't know what she's doing coaching-wise. 
But this is not a bad match for her or a bad matchup, and it's a great price. What do you think about this? It's interesting because um, Kennen's not playing well at the minute. Let's no. let's be honest. She's, no, she's, she's not. not playing well at all. No. Which is obviously why she went through the coaching situation. But then there's Ostapenko, who's she's a former winner of this event, believe it or not. Right. And you know, at one point the upside on her was massive. Like people were looking at her, at her and thinking she's going to be the next star. But she's got that thing about her that she can just come out to the court and fire balls absolutely everywhere, um, apart from inside the court. Um, I think I'm going to go on Kennan, and I think it's against the form. It's, you know, really favorable, this to Ostapenko. She's she's had a couple of good matches recently, but um, I think... Kennan will come out here and just keep it solid, and she'll let Ostapenko hit the ball out. And I, I, I really do fancy Kennan here as a, you know, our first big dog pick of the day. I think so too. I, I like the way she plays. She's a fighter, no matter who her coach is, or no matter how she struggles. She's a fighter. Ostapenko, she won her thing. She's got her money, and she's coasting through it. And it's okay to do that, by the way, because when you win a major, you win a major. They can't ever take that away from you. It's not like the uh, that bike tour. What is it called? Tour de France. And it's not like that at all. So we're going to go with uh, Sophia Kennan in this one. I think she's going to go a long way. If she wins this one, she'll go somewhere. Now we've got Teresa Martinkova is a minus 220 favorite. Ivana Jurevich is a plus 180 dog. This is an interesting line. It's only a 40-cent line, which is kind of odd here. That means the books aren't really sure which way to go, but I'm sure which way I'm going, and that's Martin Kova to win this match. Yeah, no, I like that as well. I mean, we've, we've got a very um, sort of eastern, southern eastern European influence to this one, so you've got a Czech playing against a Serb, and, and both players are going to be um, coming from a background where they've played clay court tennis growing up. Um, that's why I think the book's going to struggle to split them. But um, uh, Martin Kova, she's uh, she's a good option here. She's inside the top 100. She's uh, pretty solid, so I think I'll, I'll follow you on that one. Hey, why not? You know what? I don't think Jorovic is going to do anything. Now, this one here, Lin Zhu, plus 1280. Jessica Pugula, minus 2,100. I've already written in Pugula because I already know how this is going to go. And are you in agreement with me? Yeah, we'll just move on to the next one. Well, you have to. Oh, this ought to be fun. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say about this one. Heather Watson, plus 170. Zarina Diaz, minus 200. What you like? Um, I'll be on Diaz because Heather the Feather can't beat anyone who's inside the top 100. Um, she's... <laughs> Um, I mean, she's done okay on clay, like, previously. I remember, like, she uh, getting to the second or third round one year when I was there, and it was, like, a big story in the UK. Um, you know, she was going to be the next big thing in tennis, and then, you know, she just doesn't win matches regularly. She turns up to these events, and she's either going to lose first or second round, and here she's going to lose first round. I think so, for sure. Heather the Feather, you know what's going to happen. I hope the LTA isn't listening to this one because you're going to lose your press pass for sure. No more media credentials for Craig. You bagged on 
they think is their best player. That sucks. Okay. <laughs> Garbine Muguruza is a minus 430 favorite. Marta Kostiak is a plus 345 dog. Now, I want to caution everyone here that Muguruza has been injured for most of the clay court season. She's an overwhelming favorite. What do you like about this match? Who do you like in this match? I like she was fit, Muguruza, but I'm not going to be backing it in the sort of feel that she gets injured or whatever. Um, but like, if she's mobile in any way, she'll win the match. Right. So what are we going to do here? We're going to tell the folks to go for the un- shoot for an underdog here. Certainly, like if you're going to go on it, go for the underdog. But um, I think, like for most people, this one just give it a miss because you, you know, if Muguruza's fit, she's going to win. Um, but uh, if she comes out there, you know, as tennis is like, you know, you're not out there for just 10, 15, 20 minutes. No, you, you're out there for two hours. Right. Um, she might get worn down if over the two hours and have to pull out. But um, you know, it's a risk. I think. I think give the underdog a go. Um, hope that Muguruza is not up to full speed, but if she is, she'll probably steamroller. More than likely, yeah, but I'm still concerned about that injury, so I'm going to shoot for the dog here and hope for the best. That'd be a nice payoff, but I wouldn't bet on Muguruza. That's too much money to pay for an injured player. Sai Sai Yang, plus 360. Sarah Soribis Tormo, minus 450. And I think this girl, Soribis, Soribis Tormo is fantastic, Craig. Yeah, she's uh, big news. She's really grown into things. Um, she's going to win this one and um, could be an interesting match, actually, if she was to play against Garbine Muguruza in the, in the second round, an all-Spanish battle there. And I think Tormo's she's got big game on all surfaces, so we'll come back and revisit her again and again, I think, this season. Or And over the next couple, if she doesn't go bonkers or anything. Kamiya Yorgi, plus 250. Petra Markic, minus 300. And, and I'm going to caution you, Yorgi is probably better than this price. Markic probably isn't. But who do you like? Well, Georgi's kind of someone I don't bet on ever since her father came out and accused everyone else of doping and, and all sorts of things without right. any actual evidence. Right. So I hear you. I, I think she's got a bad influence in the camp there and that she's distracted from what she needs to do. Martic, um, she's actually been really good recently, Martic. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very solid. Probably the most consistent I've seen her in her career. So I, I think it'll be straightforward. You know, she's, just as used to playing on clay coming from Croatia as uh, Georgi is. And I think she'll just, uh, she'll wipe the floor with Georgi and, you know, her father can think what he wants to think. Right. You know what? <laughs> He's a piece of work. He's got a lot of people here in the States pretty upset with him over some things, but uh, I can't back that girl. I don't know if she's involved in his schemes or whatever, but uh, nah, I can't back her. I'll take the, I'll take the fair. I'll probably leave this one alone, but I would take Martich at minus 300. Now, this one here could be interesting, too, is Annette Contevate, minus 235. She's the favorite. Victoria Golubich, plus 195, Craig. That's a hell of a good price for this Golubich kid, Golubic, because she can freaking play. She can. She can. It's uh, it's definitely a tough first-time match for her against one of the sort of lower-ranked seeds. Right. Um, 
Kontovic's a really very good player as well, and the surface is pretty good for her. I think I like Kontovic, and I actually think Kontovic's going to go a few rounds here. It's a very good section of the draw, and I think she might be the player that takes on Spiritek, um in a couple of rounds' time. Could happen. It could happen, Craig. I, but I'm, again, I'm, I'm looking at this Golubic kid for the rest of the season because I think she's going to sneak her in and win some matches as a dog. You know, that's a nice thing. Okay, here, here's where you get to redeem yourself for your press pass. Rebecca Peterson is a plus 205 dog. And she takes on Shelby Rogers, a minus 245 favorite, who's an American. Now, are you going to roll with the American here? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the American. I think Shelby's uh, Shelby's a good player. Sure I'm is. not sure that she's a great clay court player, and she won't be fancy in a second-round match with Sviatek, but um, I could see her winning this first-round one. Okay, so Sviatek plays Kaya Yuvan. Sviatek is a minus 21 favorite, 2100, against a plus 1280. I think I'm just going to write Sviatek in there right now and not even talk about it, Craig, because I don't think you're going to go against Sviatek, are you? I don't think anyone's going to go against her until, you know, the later stages if she's not looking like she's playing particularly well. she's She just plays really well on this surface, and um, I, I think, you know, you mark her down for at least a semifinal. That's, I, I think she's the overwhelming favorite to win. We'll have to wait and see. Now, Serena Williams is a minus 265 favorite. Apparently, the bookies are impressed with her sliding lesson she got the other day. And Irina Camelia Beju is a plus 225 dog. And I would think Serena is going to win this one. Yeah, she can slide into the next round. <laughs> she sure can. Hopefully, she doesn't hurt herself like she will at some point on the court, thanks to Super Coach himself. Arancha Rus, minus 245 favorite. Mihaela Buzanescu. Ooh, I got it, Craig. Plus 205 dog. Who do you like here? Russ. Yeah, yeah, let's let's stay on the favorite here. I think that's uh, pretty, pretty wise going for us to stay on the favorite with this one. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something. This Mihaela Buzanescu, she's got a rocket of a forehand, by the way. So... Don't be surprised if she gets that working. It could go three sets. I saw her play the other day. She's not so bad. Now we've got a couple of qualifier matches that haven't played out yet involving Danielle Collins and Angeliki Kerber. What I'll probably do is tweet those out for you. Follow me at Cash with Flash on Twitter and Instagram, and I'll tweet those out. Maybe I'll make a video. We'll see. Elena Ribikina is a minus 840 favorite against Elsa Giacomo, plus 570, and I don't think there's any argument here Ribikina is going to win this match. Yeah, playing against the wild card. Um, she's going to be pretty happy with that, John. We'll, we'll expect to see the uh, Kazakh player in round two. We will certainly expect that. But you know what? A wild card is a wild card, and you know something. sometimes I like to see upsets, but not this time. It won't happen. Now this one here. This one could go, we might as well flip a coin for maybe. Neo Hibino is a plus 160 underdog. Nina Stojanovic is a minus 185 favorite. And you almost have to go with Stojanovic, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Hibino's, oh, she's, she's played a couple of good matches on the clay. I'm just not sure. 
it's going to be her surface either. I mean, Japanese players, I tend to associate them more with hardcore tennis. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, let, let's stay with Stojanovic. I think so. This one here, Victoria Azarenka, minus 345. Svetlana Kuznetsova is plus 285. I think Azarenka, but I think also three sets. Yeah, well, wow, Kuznetsova's still playing. She seems to be around for Ever. Uh, forever. Yeah, like, almost as long as the Williams uh, sisters. Um, you know, that's a testament to her longevity and, and looking after herself well. But, um, yeah, I think most people will be favoring Victoria Azarenka here and not really surprising that the the price is, is in her favor as well. Oh, no, I agree with you. That price is good. But you know something? Kuznetsova... She's been around a while. That uh, that's an, a testament to her mental health as well, because she's been grinding for years and years and years, and she'll be out there till she's forty at least. Clara Towson plus three hundred five. Paula Badosa Gilbert minus three sixty five. And I want to tell you something about this girl Badosa before I, I have a nugget or two here, Craig. Um, bottom line is she didn't lose a set in Belgrade. She got to the semis in Madrid, and she lost a tough one in Italy. This Badoza is my sleeper of this event, and I'm going with her all the way. Okay, I'll uh, I'll, I'll take your advice on that one, and let's uh, let's see where she takes us. Well, we'll see, but we're going to get her past the first round, and after that, we'll discuss. Now, this one's going to be a tight, tough match, but a good one. We can make some money on this one, maybe. Layla Fernandez minus one thirty. Anastasia Potapova is a plus 110 underdog, which really isn't a big underdog. They're expecting a close match here. I'm not so, I used to think Layla Fernandez was going to be that one, but she's an Instagram girl too. I think she's more hyped than whatever. And Potapova's got a monster of a forehand, and she has a nice little kick serve, and I like it. I'm, I'm a Potapova guy in this one. I'm taking the dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Potapova here for sure. Um, this is one of the ones that I looked at when the jaw came out, and I thought, hmm, I've not seen anything from Fernandez recently that's going to change my mind about this. This looks like a, a sure bet for me. This is the one that one of the ones that I thought, yeah, I can make some money here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, here's another one where you might be, I don't know. Ocean Dodin is a plus 260 underdog, and Madison Keys minus 320. I'm not really a big fan of how Madison Keys plays on clay, but what do you think about this one? Well, Dodin's been around a while. She's not a, a new player getting a wild card, right. but uh, I don't see too much danger for Madison Keys here. Yeah, um, regardless of how she plays on clay, she should be pretty comfortably into the second round. I think the next one's going to be the same. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Is a minus four twenty favorite. Christina McHale is a plus three thirty five dog. Christina McHale has been around a long time. There's another one who grinds, but she's not going to beat Pavlyuchenkova, is she? Not on this surface, she's not. No. I got to write this down. This is a terrible name. Sorry, sweetheart, but your name is too long. Cheers, Yuchenkova. Oh God. What a name, bro. Can't these girls like come up with shorter names? I'll figure it out. Anyway, because we're selling you the picks because most people are too lazy to listen. We still get our listeners and we're happy with them. But you know what? When you're handing the people out 7500 bucks for listening for an hour, 
That's not too shabby, Craig. I would take advantage of that every day of the week. But I don't have to because I have you right here. Katarina Kozlova, plus 180 dog. Aya Tomajanovic is minus 220. Tomajanovic is my pick here. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty bold pick, but I like it. You think it's bold? You think Kozlova can, can keep up with her? I think it'll be closer than most people imagine. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those ones that I was a little bit on the fence about. But um, your your confidence has swayed me. Ooh. Let's go with I swayed Tom Lanovich and see what happens. Yeah, the, the, the confidence that you have there, it almost knocked me over. Uh-oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. I, I actually... I actually Gave a confident pick. Who would have thought that ever could happen? But you should come over to cashwithflash.com where we have everything you could possibly need to cash with Flash. NBA, tennis, you name it, we got it. Baseball. I started the season off the other day 3-0. and Not bad. So get on over to cashwithflash.com and check us out. Don't forget to check out This Week in Tennis at philnasonshow.com. Now, here's what we have next. Diane Parry. Plus 225 dog. Alexandra Sasnovich is a minus 265 favorite. I'm on the fence. Go with it. Go tell me who you're going to win, and I'll take, I'm with you. I'm going to take the favorite. Uh, Paris an 18-year-old French kid. She's actually got a decent record on clay, but she's playing at ITF-level events. She's not playing on tour-level events at the minute. Um, I, I don't know how she's going to do when she, she gets on the big stage at the dance here, so... I think you got to stick with a favorite here. You, you can't back someone who's completely unproven at this level. Um, she's not going to be on a big court, which might might be to her benefit. But um, I, I, I don't see Parry um, going through to the second round. Nor do I. But this one could be interesting and a possible upset. Bianca Andreescu is a minus 145 favorite. And Tamara Zidanich is a plus 125 dog, and I can't believe how I got sucked into the Andreescu train, and I don't really want to be there. I'm going to go with the, I'm going with the dog, I think. Convince me I'm wrong. Uh, Andreescu is actually a really good player. She's only 20 years old. Um, she had that horrible, horrible, horrible injury after she won the U.S. Open, um, which has made things really difficult for her. Um she hasn't played on the clay this year, which is um, not a good sign, is it? I mean, like, even if she had played one warm-up event, you would have a little bit more confidence, but she's not played since losing to Barty in the final at the, uh, or was it the semifinal? I can't remember. In Miami, it was one of the two. Um, she, she sort of played well throughout that event, but all of her sort of victories were... Um, on the way up to that final were sort of three sets. So she was having to work hard. She was having to grind. But she she she, she put in some good wins. Uh, she took out Sakari in the uh, semis, um, Cerebus Tormo, Muguruza. So it, it wasn't like a, she got to the, the final one, um, not on merit. She she got there on um, by doing it the hard way, but she, she just really came up short in the final. And I think um, looking at her fitness, you know, I'm not keen on backing her here. I'm not even going to touch this. Um, I, I just don't think that she's going to be fully fit coming in here. So you're right. The You probably want to back um, 
Zidansek. Uh, t- is it Tamara Zidansek? Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think this is another one where you might just want to back the underdog on the off chance that Andreescu's not fit. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. See, I thought you had me convinced to take Andreescu. I had to write twice. Stop it, please. Now, <laughs> Maria Buskova, plus 175 dog against Katarina Siniakova, a minus 200 favorite. This is a pretty straightforward thing. I really like Buskova, but I like her better on hard courts. Siniakova, I think she's more a clay court player, and I think that's going to help her in this match. What do you think? Yeah, I think the same as you there. That one's a battle of the two Czech players, um, and Siniakova is probably going to be the choice for me. Yep, I agree with you completely. Now, we've got this one. Here's a moneymaker opportunity. Amanda Anisimova is a plus 105 dog, and Veronica Kudermetova is a minus 125 favorite. Tight match. Looks like it'll go three sets, but I'm going to go with Kudermetova to win this one. Are you just adopting my strategy of backing against the American player? Yep. I've always okay. done that. I, I guess in the men's, I ba- I don't back any of them ever. Well, you're going to have to later on because two of them are playing each other. But <laughs> All right. Um, we'll get to that when we get to it. But, yeah, no, I agree with you here. And it's not anything against American players. I, I will back the American women before I back the guys because, well <laughs> – they're not. They're like American soccer players. You know what? <laughs> it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Joanna Kanta, your favorite, plus one eighty underdog. Sorana Sirstia is a minus two twenty favorite. I like Sirstia. Oh man, um, no, I'm going to back Kanta this time. Okay. Um, I do like. I do like Sirstia. Actually, she's a really good player. But um, yeah, Kanta's going to win at some point, I guess. And it might as well be here. She, yeah, I mean, she hits a really, really nice, um, powerful forehand. Yeah. But it's like if she, the way she hits it, it's it's one of those, and you've seen those players where they hit that forehand, and Ostapenko's kind of similar but bigger. And if it goes in, and every shot's going in, it's unstoppable. But if it's uh, not going in, it, it never goes in, and she just loses points left, right, and center. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go for a little bit of confidence on Conta in this first round and. I'll take Conta for, for once. Okay. I like that play. Now, what we got here is Allison Van Utanovich or Van Tangic, something, minus 160. Martina Trevisan, plus 140 underdog. Who you like here? I like Trevisan, actually. So do I. I, mean, I do like Trevisan. I like the Italian. Yeah, she's, she's a good player as well. I think this is a, a good chance to cash in. Um, we've not had a lot of chances to pick underdogs, so this one's uh, this one's a good one to have a go on. Right, I agree with you. Now we've got Daria Kasatkina is a minus five fifty favorite. Misaka Doi is a plus four twenty five dog. Who do you like here? Yeah, I'm on the Russian. Um, yeah. I, I don't really have much hope for Doi here. Kasatkina, and she is. Minus five fifty. You're probably not going to want to bet that, but whatever. That's a big price to pay for that girl. Nadia Podoroska minus one hundred five. Underdog. I'm sorry. Yeah, underdog. Belinda Bencic minus one fifteen favorite. Who you like here? This is going to go either way. This is a coin flip. 
They're two. They're two yeah. birds of the same feather. It's like a mirror reflection of each other. Yeah, for a while I was really high on Ben Chicks. I've, I've kind of gone off her a bit, but um, I think this is a, you know, it's not a bad job for her. Clay court tennis is not foreign to her. Um, she's playing against someone from Argentina where, you know, pretty much all the courts are clay. Right. Which is why you're you're not getting a big price on Benchich here. But I, I think Benchich will be fine and get through to the second round. And you can make some money off that. That's not a bad price for this match here. Not a bad price at all. Here's another one. This is how many of these matches are going to be tough coming up. We have Kiki Bertens, a minus 105 underdog against Polana Hercog. A minus one fifteen favorite. I'm kind of interested in Bertens a little bit here. Yeah, I'm going to go Bertens here. I, I'm pretty confident that she will do the business for us. Well, she should. She's always has, right? So why wouldn't she? But this match here, I might just walk away. Here's another one for you, kids. Laura Sigmund minus one fifteen favorites. Caroline Garcia minus one hundred five dog. Who you like here? Because it's a Garcia move for me. Yeah, Garcia as well. The home crowd and stuff will help. And you can guarantee that they'll schedule this one on um, Suzanne Lenglon or one of the other bigger courts. Not not the main court, but one of the bigger courts. And uh, the crowd, if if they've got any sort of crowd in, they'll get behind her. I would think that you're correct. Now we've got Elise Cornet as a minus 145 favorite. Harmony Tan as a plus 125 dog. I'm going with the girl from France, Cornet, minus 155, 145. What about you? Well, they're both from France, but um, I'll go with Cornette as well. Well, I don't care about the other one. I didn't know where she was from, but uh, I know about Cornette, and Cornette usually does well for us. We're almost through the women's side of things, Craig. Get ready. Here we go. Kaya Kanepi is a plus 105 dog against Marketa Vondrusova, a minus 125 favorite. I'm shooting I'm shooting for – I'm going to take Kanepi to win. No. Yeah, I'm going the other. I'm going the other way this time. I know you like Kanepi, and she let me down the other week when she was playing yeah, against Gauss. Yeah, so Another she? way. Yeah, so we're gonna take Von Vondrasova. I like Kanepi because it's easier to spell. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> I have, thought that's why you went that way. Uh, you know what? And now I, I see. It. I got so much work to do today. It's not even funny. But who cares? Because this is this week in tennis. This is the French Open preview, and we're the best in the business. No matter. Maybe not at pronouncing these names, but uh, outside of that, we're pretty good. Allison Risky, plus 225 dog against Lauren Davis, a minus 265 favorite. I'm going with the dog when these two play. I'll take the dog here. I'll take Risky over Davis. Is that too risky? Um, I don't admit. How does the draw changed? I had Davis playing against Pedroza. No, it's changed. I have this is on the bet on the bet sheet. It's Allison Risky versus Lauren Davis. Uh, okay, I'll go with you then. Okay, so we're gonna take the favorite underdog at two twenty five. Yeah. Hopefully, they didn't make a mistake. Uh, Clara Burrell is a minus one thirty favorite. Danka Kovinich is a plus one ten dog. What do you think about this one? Um, yeah, huh? I actually quite fancy Kovinich and Burrell's in on the wild card. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I quite like the look of the uh, the underdog here. I I certainly do. You know what? I they have high hopes for this Burrell kid, and I don't blame him. But you know what? Wild card, 
first round, tough matchup. Kovinich probably smells blood in the water. Take Danka. Okay, last women's match is uh, Naomi Osaka at minus 800. How's that sound? Yeah, I'll not be touching that. Okay, but um, you know what? I'm taking Osaka, though, so... Yeah, 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 no, I agree with that. Um, Osaka will win, but it's, it's there's no value in that one for us. None. Okay, so now, Craig, take a deep breath. We have the men's side of things. Are there any storylines that you're following here? The only one I'm following is we've got Stefano Sisipas. He's the second-best clay court player this season. That one I like a lot. Um, the other story I've been following is, you know, Novak Djokovic. I don't think he's the favorite. He shouldn't be. He might be the number one seed only because of ranking, but he's only won two clay court titles since 2016, so you tell me. Now, those are my two storylines for this, this event for the men. Um, Yeah, um, there's not really a storyline. It's just a matter of when the final is and when Nadal wins it, really. That's, um, what, it, that's what it's all going to come down to. Maybe you're going to see a couple. But you know, the thing is, is that Nadal and Djokovic and Federer are all in the same half of the draw, and all the young guns are in the bottom half. So that could be fun. To maybe we're going to see a, a pretty highly contested second or uh, bottom half of the draw from the quarters on. But who's going to beat Nadal? Really? I mean, we're going to make some money off this. But who's going to beat Rafael Nadal, Craig? Seriously, these guys won 13 times there, and people are still doubting him and i just don't get why yeah i mean even you look at his half of the jaw and like djokovic is about the only player that you can think like it would have to be a really good day for djokovic and a bad day for nadal for that to, to happen um you know nadal has a quarterfinal maybe against rublev if rublev gets that far he'll wipe the floor with rublev quite easily um, I, I don't, you know, you've got Schwartzman, you've got um, Monfils. These guys are not going to beat Nadal, you know. He's, he just cleaned them off the court when they're on a, a clay court. It's uh, the top half's just a little bit predictable looking, I think. Yes, it is. Now, Djokovic is the number one seed. He takes on Tennis Sangren. There's not even a uh, line for this yet, but I would, well, let's just go out on a limb. Take Djokovic in this one, right? Yes. All right, let's get on with this. Lucas Puil, plus 230. Pablo Cuevas, minus 270. This is a Cuevas match all the way. I don't like Puil at all. He's killed me all year. Ugh, can't even look at him anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Cuevas. And that's a minus 270, Craig. Okay, so... Salvatore Carusa is a 410 minus 410 favorite, and James Duckworth is a plus 330. I think Carusa, right? Yeah, let's get on the Italian. This is, this is where you get your clay court players from Italy and Spain, etc. We're, we're going to get on these guys um, all the way through the store. Yeah, you know, these favorites, you know, you can parlay a whole bunch of them together. I don't mind parlays in tennis, they're not so bad because these lines are a little different. A little different, a lot different. Ricardus Barrancas, plus 245 dog. Ugo Umber, minus 290 favorite. I like Barrancas, but not this one. Not, they're not against Umber. Not on France and not on clay, so. No. You know, because the French are not so bad on clay, at least until about the third round, and then they become Frenchmen again. You know? Oops, did I. Guy Forget, if you're listening, brother. 
I know you agree with that. Anyway, Alex D. Manure, minus two, 155 favorite against Stefano Travaglia, plus 135 dog. I'm going with the dog here. I like the manure, but not like this. I'll take the clay court dirt player every day. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, why not, right? Boy, I'm going to have to put in some work to pronounce, to write these names out. Holy cow. Anyway, oh, Craig, this number. Okay, you know what? Marco Sessionato is a minus 2850 favorite, and we're going to just take him. It doesn't even matter who he plays. But for your asking, he's playing ya- Yasutaka Ukiyama. And I think it's a. I think this is an overwhelming opportunity for Cessanata. What about you? Yeah, move on. All right, Joe Wilfried Sanga plus three hundred. Yoshi Yoshihito Nishiokia minus three sixty. I'm losing these names, dude. I Nishioka. Who do you like here, Sanga? No, no. He's one like. One match over here or something. He's not right. been fit, to be honest. I saw somewhere. Um, so, I saw a preview that says that he is he has a great opportunity here to win. But then I see that for the last fifteen years. So I mean, what are you trying to tell me here? Yeah, Saga's no, forget it. Now this is a good one here. We could make some money off this one if we get this one right. Lorenzo Musetti is a minus one thirty favorite. David Goffin is a plus one ten dog. This is a toughie. Oh man, Goffin's been terrible recently. And Musetti, um, look, Musetti. Now he lost the other day. I can't remember who I was watching him play. Maybe it was Sebi Corda, but uh, Musetti he had a great first set and a terrible second set. He's one of those guys. You're going to go the distance with Musetti, and he's going to be cussing and fussing the whole way through, like most Italians. Who do you like though? Do you like Goffin? He hasn't played well at all. He, no, he's not. Um, I saw him. He said it. I saw him playing against uh, Nishioka um, in the. Uh, I think it was Wednesday, and he he lost pretty heavily to Nishioka, which I thought was, mm, you know, kind of that that was a challenger as well, which um, it it didn't do a lot for me. Right. Um, I'm gonna go on GoFan and hope that he's got better. Yeah, because Musetti, he's a tough one to back sometimes. You know, he, like I said, he didn't look so good when I saw him play the other day. Okay, this one here could be interesting too. Is We've got Federico Correa, minus 165. Feliciano Lopez, plus 145. Who do you like here? I'm going to go Correa. I think um, Lopez is, is down. You know, Clay's not his game. He's got the big serve, and he's always been better on grass. Um, I'm going to stick with Korea and assume that uh, Lopez is kind of on his way out when it comes to clay court tennis. I would hope so. You know what? But, you know, that's one of those odd ducks where he's actually better suited on the faster course because of that serve of his. I like watching him play. I'm glad he's still around, by the way. Kevin Anderson, minus 245 favorite against Soon Wu Quan, plus 205. Hmm. Anderson's been kind of dodgy with the, and sketchy with the injuries. Is this the time we pull the trigger and, and go for a big dog? Do we chase a big dog here? 
I think so. I yeah. think so. It's it's not Kemp's favorite surface either. You got to remember, this guy's what six ten or something like that. Exactly. You know, he's he's a big unit. He's not the kind of guy that's going to be running back and forwards a lot. So, um, let's 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 go for it. Let's back the dog and see what happens. That sounds good. Now we've got another one here. Andrea Seppi is a plus thirteen fifty dog, and Augur Alasimi is a twenty three hundred favorite. Let's just put the 2,300 favorite in there because he's starting to play pretty good, right? He, he usually does until I pick him, um, and then he, he sort yeah, of folds. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. I think you could pick him against Seppi, and I think you're going to be all right. However, I would not be surprised if this goes the distance because Seppi's a fighter, and, you know, he goes out and plays every week like old-school tennis players used to do. I like him, but Eliasimi, he's got to win this one, right? I'm not betting this one, by the way, at minus 2,300. I, you have to be drunk to do that. Can you imagine putting up twenty three hundred bucks to win a bu- hundred bucks? <laughs> That's what you're asking people to do, by the way. Taylor Fritz minus seven hundred. Yao Sousa plus five hundred. This, you know what? I do not like these Americans on clay at all. And if you're going to see a scalp, it could be this match. What do you think? Yeah, it's not Fritz's game, to be honest. Sure, but, um, and we all know no, Sousa can play on the surface a bit. He can. He's been around for a while. Um, whether he could take out Fritz or not here, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, this is another one I'm not going to be betting on. Um, but um, maybe, maybe for the first time, I'll, I'll back Fritz and say, yeah, go with Fritz. You know what? I'll back Fritz also just because, but I'm not touching this game either. Unless I, I feel in it, and then I'll take Sousa for the hell of it. Okay, Matthias Bork, plus 265 dog. Dominic Kiefer, minus 325, and I don't think that's even a debate. I think Kiefer's going to smash this kid into next week. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. For sure. Okay, Kiefer, boy, this is going to be fun today, Craig. I'm going to cuss you out about five times today, by the way, just so you know. Because you always take these longer names just to drive me nuts. Marin Silic, my dude, minus 160. Arthur Rindenek, plus 120. Uh, you know what? I, I just don't like seeing Silic on clay. I just don't like these tall guys with big serves on the dirt. But I don't know a whole lot about Kinderneck. Do you? Nah, not, not Rindenek. I, I can't means. even spell it. I can't even pronounce his name right. You got to go Another with Silic? I'm coming through the. Yeah, I'm going to go with Silich. He's He's got the experience, and I think he'll be okay first round. Yeah, then then we'll have to wait and see. Okay, Rafael Nadal, let's just put him in there right now. Um, are you even, are they even giving you any value on that? Minus 7,500 isn't bad. To put yeah, up 7,500 bucks to win 100, that's not bad. Is it? <laughs> I've seen worse. I've seen way worse. I remember at times when Rafael Nadal was like plus 12,000 or minus 12,000. Hugo Gaston, plus 130. Richard Gasquet, minus 150. Oh, why him too? Yeah. You know what? I Oh, God. Go ahead. Just pick one and I'll go with you. Yeah, I'm going Gasquet. Okay. So I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that, but I'm going to write this down because every time that I've ever wagered on Gasquet or supported, backed, or whatever. The guy's lost. Oh, this one here, Craig. This is this has upset written all over it, possibly. 
Lloyd Harris, plus 500. Lorenzo Sonego, minus 700. That's a biggie. I don't know, man. Lloyd Harris, the problem with Harris is he's been injured, and that scares me, and Sonego has a good chance here. But if Lloyd Harris were healthy, I would pull the trigger at plus 500. Yeah, it's a really good price, but Sonego's a good player on this surface as well, so I think we'll stick with Sonego here. I, I happen to agree with you, but I'm not going to bet that. Okay, Yannick Sinner, minus 600 against Pierre Hughes, a bear. Sinner, of course. Yeah. Yep. 600. Okay, here we go, Craig. We're at Gianluca Major is a minus 150 favorite, and John Millman is a plus 130 dog. And I, you almost have to go with Mager in this one. He's a clay court player. Millman isn't. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. See, we don't have to take as much time with the guys, usually. Okay, so Michael Yeamer, plus 145. Roberto Carballis Buena, minus 165. I'm a Yeamer guy, and he's played pretty well during qualifiers. I I think, no, I mean qualifiers for the week before. I, I've been loving this kid's game, and he's an upset matchup guy. What do you think here? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to go with you on that one. Yeah. But he's is he here, you hear those keys in the background? That's Craig betting against me right there privately. He, <laughs> he says Phil likes the guy. He's going to lose for sure. Albert Ramos Finolis is a minus 155 favorite against Gail Monfils, a plus 135 underdog. What about him? Um, does um, Finolis have any legs? Because if he can move, he'll beat Monfils at the minute. I know. I know. That's a sad thing. But Monfils is playing at home. And you know what? You know for a fact they're going to put him on Chartier. And they're going to, have, they're going to pack in however many fans they're allowed to pack in. They're all going to be rooting for Monfils. But I'm wishing for a prop bet. How many times Monfils falls down in a match, in a five-set match? I would say at least five times in this one because Vinolas is going to run him all over the freaking court, I think. Yeah, and I think five sets is probably quite a good bet for anyone looking for something a bit alternative. Um, Monfils is not going to blow this guy away. Um, he's, he actually played... Uh, uh, an event in Belgrade this week um, to try and get himself fit, and he played against um, Carballas Buena, and he lost that one in three sets. Yeah, I remember he did that. Win, he, he did win a match in Lyon before going out to Nishioka, um, lost to Senego at the Italian Open. He, he's got no form at all this year. Um, he, he's really struggling, so I would be kind of, you know, pretty sure that Monfils is not going to win this one. I'm pretty sure, too. And minus 155 is not a bad price to pay. Now, Diego Schwartzman is 4500 $4,500 favorite. And Yen Huzan Lu is a plus 2050. And I think it's Schwartzman all the way here, right? Yes. Yeah, that is. Minus 4500 Okay. We're headed right towards the end here almost. Adrian Manorino is a plus 230 underdog, and he's playing against Alaz Bedane is a minus 270 favorite. And I'm telling you, this is an upset waiting to happen. I think Manorino is a lot better than this kid on clay. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like 
Manorino. Um, he's he's a good player. He's he's done well for me in the past, so I'm happy to stick with him. Why not? And it's a great underdog price, plus two thirty. You don't see that too often for him. Maybe they maybe they think they know something. Well, I think we know more. Philippe Kohlschreiber, minus one ninety favorite against Fernando Verdasco, a plus one sixty five dog. And if there was ever a time when Verdasco can win for us in his comeback as a dog, it'll be against Cole Schreiber. Yeah, this is not going to be a battle of the spring chickens, is it? Sure. These two guys have been around for a while. <laughs> like we have, yeah, exactly. So what do you like? Do you like Verdasco? Yeah, I do. Although, you know, just because of the court surface and the fact that he hits the ball with so many uh, revolutions on it, that it, it might cause Cole Schreiber a few problems. Um, if it was on grass or um, hard court, I would probably go the other way. You know, oh, oh, of course you would, because his serve comes into play. But here it won't, and that's a big problem. Now we've got Nicolas Balashevelli is a minus-130 favorite against Dusan Lahovic is a plus-110 dog. And Lahovic is always in my radar, especially on this surface. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I quite like a go on him here as well. Why not? Because you know what? At the end of the day, Craig, we're so far ahead that we can take these chances, especially in the men's side with these dogs. Here's another one. Facunda Bagnus, minus 165. He's taking on Benjamin Bonzi. Plus 145. Jeez. Guess you flip a coin here, right? Yeah, I've, I've seen Bagnus play a few times. I'm Argentinian player. Um, he's very suited to the surface. He's coming up against uh, a wild card. Right. I think you'll, you'll really favor himself here. And who wouldn't? And that's not a bad price to pay, unlike this one. Jan Leonard Struff, plus 500. What a bad draw again. That's like the fifth tournament in a row he's had an awful draw. And he's taking on Andre Rublev minus one minus seven hundred. That's a Rublev win, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's pretty solid. We'd expect to see him around about the quarterfinal stage. I would think so. Now here we go. Quarantine Mute plus one thirty five against Laszlo Gier minus one fifty five. That's it. This is a good price for Laszlo. It is. It is. It's a really good price. Quite like the look of that. Yep. I do as well. Minus 155 is not bad for that guy. Now, let's see here. Okay. Oh, goodness. Miomir Kekmanovic is a plus 140 dog. And Daniel Evans, your boy, is a minus 160 favorite. And I'm going to take the I'm going to take Kekmanovic here because I don't trust Daniel Evans. <laughs> I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm going to go Evans. Okay. That's an easier one to write down. Yeah, you know He's what? He's actually quite a good Dan Evans is actually quite a good player. He's quite a tough player. He's a very defensive player. He's he's not going to play a lot of big forehands or whatever. Um, but he'll be okay on this surface. Okay, because I'm I always lose when I take him too, as you know. So, and you know the British players a lot better than I do. Karen Kaknoff minus three fifty. Yuri Vesely still around at plus two ninety, and I think it's Kaknoff. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I like that bet. All right, let me try to write this in here. Minus 350. Okay. All right, so here we go. We got a few qualifying matches waiting to be played, so some of those matches aren't there. We'll probably tweet them out for you when they play. Casper Ruud, 
minus 2150 against Benoit Paris plus 1300 and that's a ruined night right yeah I, I like this guy he's been dynamite this year and also you never really know if Benoit Paris can be bothered or not so never bothered now Camille Mazrak minus 170 against Arthur Kazos plus 150 who do you like here um, I'm tempted to give the wild card a go here. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we're back into coin flip territory here. This could be really close. Well, I, I quite fancy giving this wild card a go. That's Kazo. This could be interesting. And that's not a bad price plus 150 for a, a wild card. I mean, that's not a bad price at all. This one's going to be tough. Alejandro D. Fokina is a minus 270, 2750 favorite against Mikhail Kukushkin, a plus 1450 dog. Fokina, right? Yeah, 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 I think so. I think so, but you know what? This is a toughie because Kukushkin can play. You know, he might not win a lot of things, but he can cause you all sorts of troubles, especially if he gets that serve in. Look for this thing to go the distance, too. So if you have the opportunity to bet overs wherever you wager, do it. Fabio Fognini, minus 370. Gregor Barrer, plus 310. We're going with Fognini here, the nut? Yeah, we'll go Fognini. I don't like him at all. He kills me all the time. What a disaster. I wonder, you know what? There should be an odds or a prop bet for how many rackets he busts or how many times he cusses in, in Italian at the officials. I think that you could get the over on that and hit both. Martone Fuksovich, minus 700 against Gil Simone, plus 500. Yeah, I think, like, given the fact it's Roland Garros, I, I would probably go with Simone yes. to, you know, at least when he's opening round match. Yep. I think you're right. And a plus $500 dog is nothing to scream at, is it? That's crazy. Now, Radu Albo is plus 525. Federico Del Bonus is minus 750. And this is a Del Bonus night for me. There's no question about that. Yeah, sure. Del Bonus. Pablo Andahar, plus 600. Dominique Team minus 900. Don't forget, Team has struggled. He's been hurt. Andahar's not a bad clay court player. This could be an upset, Craig. Yeah, it could be, but it's 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 not good. Yeah, it's be. pretty high, pretty high risk. I think. I think Team will pull out if he's not fit. Well, that's just it. And and the reality is, I'm not touching that match because of that reason. Maybe I take a shot at Andahar on my own. What do you think about that? Maybe now here's a good one. Stefano Cisipas against Jeremy Shardy. Cisipas is twenty two hundred minus twenty two hundred. Shardy's plus thirteen fifty or fifteen. Cisipas, right? Yep, sure. All right, minus twenty two. That's crazy. You're not going to get any money. Uh, no value there. This is a good one here. This could be really good. Sebastian Corda, Peter's kid, minus one forty five. Pedro Martinez plus 125, and I'm all over Corda. I love the way this kid plays and competes. He competes like his father with a bigger ground stroke game. Yep, so we will, we'll take him here. Of course we will. 
But I still think Peter was a better server. But that's just me. Because I had to see that thing. I don't know. what I, I never had to step in front of Seppi's thing. And I don't think I want to, really. I'm getting too old for that shit. Sam Query, plus 318. John Isner, minus 385. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. When I saw this last night, I wanted to cry myself to sleep, Craig. Oh, what what do you do here? Because Query would be the better clay court player. If he can get Isner to grind it out, he'll smash him. But if Isner gets that serve work, and we're looking at tiebreakers, and uh, Isner's not bad in a tiebreaker. What do you like about that? Do you want this? Who do you want here? I'm just going to follow you in this one. I'm going to go Isner. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he traditionally doesn't last very long at Roland Garros. But uh, but he's playing another, a fellow American, so he's got a shot at least winning one match. Yeah, sure. Um, we, we'll go Isner. Okay, here we go. Listen to this one. Milos Rayanich, minus 120. Thiago Montiero is even money, and I'm going to go with Montiero. I'm also going to go Montiero because I know Rayanich hasn't played since the hardcore season. That's exactly right, and that's that's scary. That's scary that he's still a slight favorite. Steve Johnson, I used to think his dad was one of the best coaches in America. Plus 370. Francis Tiafo minus 465. Tiafo, right? Yeah, sure. That's you know We're having to pick these Americans because they're all playing each other. Don't worry. Next round, we won't. Well, we might have to play that one. Igor... Garismoff plus 105. Enzo Kokod minus 125. I don't even know which way to go with that, to be honest. I, I think they're like two birds of the same feather. They play the same way. It's like watching like watching their mirror play, uh, the reflection in the mirror, I think, for me anyway. What do you think about this? Um, Garazimov for me, I think. All right, plus 105. We got a lot of dogs here on the men's side. Boy, we hit a few of those. We're going to be looking pretty good, Craig. Norbe Gombos, plus 535. Pablo Carina Busta, minus 770. Busta, right? Yeah, yeah, has to be. Unless you think something else, but I don't think so. I mean, we've been doing this a long time. I could have probably just wrote half these out in advance, but I got scared. Gregor Dimitrov, minus 440 favorite. Marcos Giron is a plus 350 underdog. Might as well go with Dimitrov here. I mean, he, he's good for at least one win, right? Yeah, he should be good for a couple of rounds here, I think. We'll see, though. We'll definitely see. That's minus 440 for him. Okay, so now we've got uh, Juan Londero is a plus... 1150 dog, and he's playing Christian Guerin, who's a minus 1800 favorite. Guerin, though, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like Guerin. Yeah. And hopefully, in the next couple of rounds, he gets us a, fetches a better price than this. Now, here's another one that's interesting. A lot of people are talking about Riley Opelka as the only American who will go a long way. And he's minus 250, and he's playing Andrev Martin at plus 210. Is this the night for the upset? No, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go Opelka here. I think even on the clay, Sarah's gonna cause enough problems to his opponent that um, I think he'll be okay over the the five best of five sets format. All right, we've got three more matches to go, Craig. 
Yami Munar is a minus 115 favorite, and he's playing Jordan Thompson, a minus 105 dog. Who do you like here? I'm going with you on this one. Yeah, I'm going Munar. Yeah, me too. This is a good play. You know what? And a good price, too. Minus 115 for this? That's a good price. Okay, so Tommy Paul, the American, minus 145, and Christopher O'Connell is at a plus 125. It's got to be Tommy Paul. It has. And last one, Craig. Alexander Bublik, plus 205. Daniel Medvedev, minus 245. Is this an upset? Is this the time we see the upset? No, too early, I think. I think Medvedev's going to get better on the clay. He needs to. But um, it's too early for Bublik to beat him in the first round, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow, we got through it all. I'll tell you what, great stuff today, Craig. Well done, man. Well done. Yeah, we did it. We did it. uh, Long haul. It sure was. We gave you over 100 picks, folks. All for free by listening to This Week in Tennis, the Tennis show with a 148 and 67 record on this show this season. That's phenomenal. That's 67% success rate. All on the money line. Lots of underdogs, just like you saw today. Lots of dogs. And if you don't want to listen or whatever, you can buy the picks at cashwithflash.com for $9.99. You can also subscribe over at Win Daily Sports and, and get the picks also. Whatever you want to do, we don't care. Just hopefully you win. We want to thank CSN Sports Radio for airing us as well as Win Daily Sports. We welcome you all. If you're new to the show, we're thankful for you and we look forward to bringing you the best tennis picks, analysis, and advice each and every week. For Craig Doyle, I'm Phil Nasons. We want to thank you for listening to This Week in Tennis. This Week in Tennis. 